What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. What up, dude? Love the shirt. Little X-Men hype going on. I'd yeah. like to see that. Thank of course, you. we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. It's never too early to talk about Hawkeye. That's what they say. <laughs> and joining us for the first time on the Hawkeye reactions, right? And yeah, Cortez? the first out of two times. Yeah, first the third two one. Fourth. Well, this is the fourth episode. Third, third one though. Third, third. First out of three. First out of three. There you gotcha, go. gotcha, gotcha. Wait, I'm confused now. Have you been on the other re- reactions? No, because I don't has. remember. Tim, oh, okay. Who gotcha. Say at this point, you know. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. But this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together and we talk about the latest in TV, movies, all of that stuff, streaming services, and of course we do weekly reactions to all of the MCU shows, all of the Star Wars shows, and that includes Hawkeye. And today we are talking about Hawkeye episode four. You can get it on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com if you wanted it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast and all of our TV and movie reviews will be there for you andy cortez i want to start with you what have you been thinking about hawkeye so far including episode four i thought the show has gotten stronger as it goes along um i wasn't necessarily feeling it through episodes one and two um but again i do think the show is getting stronger as it keeps going i think the thing that has made it the thing that's made me want to continue watching is just how great Haley seinfeld is we've talked about that on the a couple of the other Marvel uh, review shows. Uh, I think she's I think she's great. She's perfect. She's funny. Line delivery is always great. I just wasn't necessarily feeling Jeremy Renner's performance in a lot of the early ones, and I feel like it's gotten better. Uh, not only him feeling like he's a part of the show in a meaningful way, but I think the show's just gotten a lot a lot better. And this episode last night was just. A banger. Like I, I feel like from front to back, I was interested the whole way, and there wasn't a whole lot of weird acting with weird choices being made and action that felt kind of odd. Uh, I think episodes three and four have definitely like really stepped it up in my not only in what they're doing uh, in total as a show, but just my interest levels have been have been stepped up quite a bit. Nick, what'd you think about this one? Uh, I liked this episode. I really liked this episode. Um, I think it had the probably the strongest moment out of any of the episodes so far when she comes over and brings him um, the Christmas decorations and throws some cheer his way. And I'm, they didn't explicitly say they were getting hammered on daiquiris, but I like to think there was some vodka in that. Um, and yeah, we had those nice moments where she, I mean, you know, I, I always like it a show when somebody figures out the obvious and obviously he's Ronan and she figures it out and they have that nice touching moment where she's he's like, everyone dealt with the blip um their own way and he's like i got it and she's like well you can put that all behind you he goes no i can't put it behind me it's attached to me basically it's following me it's always going to be there really good my, yeah it's really really good so that that part was great and then i thought the rooftop fight scene was super fun i like i like, I like her sneaking into the building her way where she's like um i'll he's like okay i want you to grapple up the to the third floor and climb up it should take you three minutes so she goes sure let me help you with my your, your uh, groceries like what are you doing don't do that <laughs> um so all that stuff really worked i thought vera farmiga the scene with with her and jeremy renner was top notch where she's like you know, you got to just do whatever, whatever you're going to do, just do it without my daughter. And like, you get off this case, basically. And it's like, I can't do that. And there's like a little subtext in that, too. I thought it's good. I think I think this this show continues to get better. And it's and, and I look forward to it now every week. Kevin. Uh, yeah, I love this uh, episode. It um, I think it really delivered on like every front, like the emotional front at the start, like that moment with uh, Vero where she's like, 
Natasha was pretty good too. Wow. That yeah. hit hard, you know? Yeah. I've been like, keep um, her name out of your mouth, dog. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the action, like that fight sequence at the end where we have, you know, the two Hawkeyes fighting against these t- one unknown and then the reveal of it. Oh, I, that, oh, I like, I, I I mean, I got there before. There, you know, like it was like, oh my god! I did. Oh really? Oh, Oh, that's awesome! Wait, I didn't know she was in it at all. Yeah, so we talked about it like last week. I think to a degree, like someone said, yeah, someone says she was going to be in this, but I totally forgot. But when he calls her a Black Widow assassin, that doesn't make sense to me. Where I'm a little bit curious of what that means because at this point, the Black Widow program is done, right? Ram, so, but she was still one of them. She still had the things and the goggles and stuff. He just recognized her from the tech she used. Yeah, I mean, she, and she fights like Natasha as well. So yeah. he probably I wonder. That. So does he have any idea what the connection is? Because him and Natasha, I have to think close. so, right? They yeah. talked. They, she yeah. must have told him. I would him. think so. I would think so. But then wouldn't you be like, whoa, 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 whoa? Like you're you're Natasha's sister. Like we well, know he might not know who that is yet. Like, at some point, the next meeting, maybe he gets her name, and he's like, wait, Mm. Natasha's little sister? I I just thought all the hype was pointing to another cameo, and so I just was not expecting this at all. And I had that, like, holy fuck, I just kind of, I not only forgot that's how that movie ended, but I just wasn't expecting to see Florence Pugh in this, and that was was really awesome. Do you think Florence Pugh has to do the Russian accent for the rest of her life now? Yes, stuck in it. I mean, Natasha only kept it for like two movies, right? That's yeah, true. That's, right. that's true. Point. Yeah. She can ditch it. She just do an American accent. Did Natasha what did you think ever it? even have it? Oh yeah, yeah. The right, the first. I yeah, yeah. Know, it's been Scarlet so Witch did. I don't remember. I don't remember Natasha having an yeah, accent. We're thinking but Scarlet Some Witch. people say Scarlet Witch still has it. Uh, <laughs> I think does. y'all are actually right. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. really. Okay, uh, my bad. Because she was in Iron Man two and Avengers, and she didn't have an accent. Yeah, right. Uh, anyways, uh, I continue to love the show. I think that everything you guys are saying is spot on. Um, I love the way that these episodes are paced. I love that everyone kind of has something at the end to like kind of get us thinking and tease the the next episode. And I think that this being episode four out of six is a really, really, really good kind of setup episode for the climax for the finale of the next uh, two episodes. And the Yelena reveal was super exciting and I think very, very well done and well set up in this episode. I really like the amount of callbacks to Natasha and, and a strength of the show for me um, to Andy's point about Jeremy Renner is I feel like the first couple episodes what they did a good job I think of setting him up as just a dude so we see him get hurt and we see him kind of have to, he's dealing with his family and he has his family dynamics that I really appreciate with Linda Cardellini I love how much she's in the show and I love my, that she's the person in the chair now it's Definitely. great it's great and what I really like is now four episodes in. Almost every episode, we're seeing him deal with bodily damage. And almost every episode, we're seeing him deal with Linda Cardellini, and she's part of the show. I'm surprised by both of those elements. I thought they were going to be kind of just a one and done, and uh, dealing with Natasha's loss as well. I thought they would just be like, oh, they mentioned it that time, so we're not going to go any deeper. But they're really kind of themes of the show, and they keep coming back, and and I think in really good ways. Um, and this episode has the killer moments of you know him talking to Kate about Natasha, mm-hmm. and as he's doing that, uh, you know I'm a sucker for the score callbacks, and oh, yeah. it's they it's the Vormir sacrifice theme with that, and it comes back later when she falls off the edge of the mm-hmm. the building and like he freaks out and like they, they play that song which is like damn they they knew what they were doing there um yelena gets her black widow theme which i appreciate of course um he but had I'm a just, lot of faith in those christmas lights <laughs> yeah totally uh but i really liked Wait, what, the what christmas lights 
remember he drops her into the Christmas lights at the end and she like falls uh, like three stories into them. God, <laughs> like, God, yeah, God. Those are what. some strong cables. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is a deep cut. Jackie Chan had a lot of faith in those uh, Christmas lights too and police uh, story and those burn the shit but, like, out of his hands. He really <laughs> had faith in it. He did that yeah, shit for he real. So fucking jumped. <laughs> God damn. I love Jackie Chan. Put him in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. um, but one thing that I, I really liked a little bit of just kind of like um, – I don't know if you want to call it symbolism or anything, but like that conversation about um, her, about Hawkeye's most important shot, his best shot was the one that mm. he didn't take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking mm. about his introduction with Natasha and all that, but I like how that's kind of uh, lightly implied at the end where like she has a shot on Yelena and she doesn't take it. And I think that that's like a cool uh, kind of thing that I'm like, all right, they're setting something up. Kind she of fun here. shot at Echo. She backs her off hard. She's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I liked about? it. The, the but, little setup of, of uh, Hawkeye 2 and Black Widow 2, like, being buds. Like, I'm, I'm so in. Can we talk I about I also that? like the, the uh, dichotomy between the two of them of Yelena's whole thing of being like, oh, you're such a poser. And Kate's whole thing being like, yo, you need branding, man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, kind of, like, totally opposite ends. I think that's going to be a really fun dynamic. Go for it, Nick. I, I agree, too. And I think uh, I just wanted to segue. I wanted to talk about the LARPers again. I was not expecting to get more of the LARPers. And I'm happy that we did. I'm quickly liking these people, and I like that they've just now moved into the apartment, and they're just hanging out there making costumes. And I love, I love anytime I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Tim. Like we've talked about before, like I love anytime they explain where things come from in like a, in, a, in a way that makes sense. So when you have like a high level LARPer make your costume, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I fucking love it. It's yeah, so that's good. great. And the LARPers for the the Hawkeye comic readers, it's so so awesome seeing them kind of in this apartment together because that is mainly the story of uh, the comics, the the Hawkeye run, where they're not LARPers, but it is this group of people or some variation of this group of people that are like kind of living in an apartment that the tracksuit mafia are kind of over time attacking and like doing a lot of like bad landlord type shit. Uh, and Hawkeye, both Hawkeyes are kind of the ones dealing with those uh, problems. And this mm-hmm. is the Christmas story MCU version of that. Uh, but what's cool is some of the lifers are the characters from the, that Hawkeye run, but two kind of like cameo comic references they made here, the bigger dude that in the, a couple episodes ago was like clang, clang, clang mm-hmm. for everything. Um, they, they said his name is Orville and that is a minor Hawkeye villain named oddball. And one of the, his partners essentially is bombshell. And the woman that had the trick arrow bag, mm-hmm. uh, like the bag said bombshell. She's like, oh, my wife gave me this bag or whatever. Oh, right. um, so that's kind of fun. What's interesting about it is bombshell is multiple different characters in the comics where she's a Hawkeye villain. But they kind of like stopped that because it wasn't really like working. And I was back in the 70s. But the iteration of bombshell I'm most familiar with is from the Ultimate Comics recently. Uh, well, when uh, up until the end, she's one of the few Ultimate characters that made the jump to the main 616 line when they ended the ultimate run uh, alongside Miles. So it's kind of cool seeing a little setup there where it's a mother-daughter duo where the mother's a villain, but then the daughter eventually becomes um, an adventure, an ultimate alongside mm. Miles and Kitty Pride and Cloak and Dagger and stuff. So it's kind of cool if they're setting this up that her and her wife eventually, like there's a kid and then that kid's going to end up joining the the squad. So mm-hmm. it's a thing to keep your eyes on. I don't know that it's going to be in this show, but I think it's cool if they end up setting that up down the line. That's super fun. That's awesome. I felt like we were on a really bad, uh, one of those fake TikToks where they, they're just acting on a fake podcast. 
Like, what about the girl? Uh, so so and so is like, oh well, check this out, Andy. And like, Tim just did like the best job of explaining all that. So great job, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that on TikTok, everybody. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Overland. You all know that Cozy is my middle name, Tim Cozy Gettys. But there's nothing I do every day that's cozier than slipping into some Overland sheepskin slippers. Uh, I've been loving them. Greg Miller's been loving them, but especially Gia Tap Harris has been loving them. She keeps talking about them all day. All I hear is slip, slip this and slip, slip that. She's just so comfortable. I see her all the time. Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture wicking, temperature regulating, and antimicrobial with supportive memory foam midsoles in order to make slippers that feel better and wear better for longer if you don't want to wait another day to slip it in something way more comfortable get the best highest quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash kind of funny you'll get free shipping and free returns and i recommend you go today because these slippers are so beloved that they've been known to sell out and slip off the shelves uh, that's overland.com slash kind of funny overland.com slash kind of funny Next up, shout out to Babbel. Learning a new language can feel intimidating. I worried about the level of difficulty, the time commitment, and you know what? Having to hear my accent out loud. Don't like any of that. But thanks to Babbel, the number one selling language learning app, the whole process can be addictively fun, fast, and easy. Greg Miller's been using this, and it's helped him to learn to communicate with Jen and her family, which is more important than ever now that they have a new member of their family uh, joining them. So this is, this is a whole thing now. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com with the code MORNING. Babbel, language for life. And finally, shout out to Raycon. Tis the season of drowning in holiday gift guides. You can shop at 10 different places or you can start your shopping at Raycon and get a gift. Everyone will use some Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycons give you great audio quality wherever you go, whether you use them to pump up, wind down, to work or work out. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Plus, their latest model has three new sound profiles, pure, balance, and bass mode. So your audio quality is crisp, whether you're listening to EDM or a podcast. Podcast. One of my really good friends, Vincent. I was just hanging out with him last weekend, and he's been telling me he uses the Raycons to work out with, and that boy's getting swole. So, hey, that's all I'm saying. The holidays are coming up faster than you think. Now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last-minute shipping scramble, especially because right now you guys can get 15% off site-wide with the code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. Go to buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny and use the code HOLIDAY to Day to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash kind of funny. Um, I love that she's just walking around New York with a with big a ass bow and arrow and a quiver full of arrows. Like, and she's just so nonchalant about it. Like, Kate Bishop fucking rules, man. She's awesome. Um, I want to give a shout out to also the the fact that uh that scene went down the, the very beginning. So last week I was talking about how like Jack kind of gets the beat on him. And that scene did not go the way I thought it was going to go. He ends up turning, you know, obviously trying to be nice and stuff like that. But then Jeremy or then Hawkeye at the end steals the sword back. Where you're like, he's got to take that sword, right? He's going to sneak back. In yeah. And he just has it. He's like, fuck you. I'm so taking the sword back. That, 
I was I was gonna mention really quickly that was also a pretty neat scene of, and you need this to happen because you need to see Vera Farmiga being happy with her boyfriend Tony Dalton Jack. We need to see that sequence, and it was kind of awkward because I just I felt like it was awkwardly set up, but it, I think it works because we're eventually gonna get the scene where um, Haley Steinfeld has to get pretty heartbroken that the fact that her fucking stepdad is an awful person and. She can no longer see her mom being a, you know, a happy um, new, I don't know, she's going to get married to this man or whatever. Um, but I thought that was pretty, I thought it was pretty cute. That whole sequence of them just kind of like having fun with each other there on the, in that little. See that, that, that yeah. relationship to me, and I think it's that actor, just is so clunky. It doesn't work for me. And I don't, I don't, I can't figure out why. I just think it's because Tony Dalton's not great at playing that goofy comedy relief almost character or maybe the character is just written poorly in that he should be a serious like villain but he's not he's just incredibly likable and my money now is that he he is not a villain at all i my 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 bet is he knows nothing about this crime stuff i have a level for me he's just coincidentally like really good at fighting well, I, I mean, and he's really into swords <laughs> like yeah. that's his thing I, I i mean in the comics he is a villain but yeah. like they play with that shit all the time. I, I think that, like, there's... It's obviously red hair stuff. But we've seen him threatening the other guy, right? Didn't he threaten his dad? His uncle. His uncle. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, we, yeah. Are you talking about yes. Duquesne? Was a, yeah. yeah. I'm um, so glad. Oh, by the way, I'm so glad Duquesne died. I was like, I don't like this fuck actor. Fuck this guy. <laughs> this guy, like, this whole performance is awful. I, he died. I was like, thank God, no more of him. I really hope he's revealed to be someone, like, whose identity is, like, a surprise. Like a chameleon-like Ooh. character, mm. the the stepdad, because yeah. I I like the idea that it's Vera that is in charge of everything. She for and... sure is. She runs a security company. She's for sure the big baddie in this. I don't mm-hmm. think she's the big bad. You don't I think mean, she's the, the big bad. I think Uncle is big bad, but I but think that she the is dead. No, Uncle. No. You're the uncle. Uh, uh, Echo's uncle. uncle. Echo's uncle. Ah. The man from Uncle. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we haven't met yet. Yeah, I mean, mm. the thing there is he could be the tracksuit and she is for this other thing. So I do think that there, there's yeah. multiple levels of bad guys, but I think that they're, they are all connected. We know that from the um, security stuff. Hmm. I'll say this, though. I uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I missed the uh, tracksuit mafia in this. I missed the dude bros. I'm like, there's a, little dude, a couple, a couple dude bros. On, they're so good. What do you mean you thought they're you'd great. never say this? They're, they're great. great. Uh, they're I, I thought it was an interesting, really interesting choice for them to start the episode with a little recap of what happened at the end of last episode, instead of actually showing that out, the you know um, like they've been doing the like pretty the ste- detailed recaps. No, but like the stepdad interacting with Jeremy Renner, right? Like that was just a, like a quick like this is what happened, instead of seeing that interaction. Mm, I see what you're saying. I yeah, see what you're saying. Which I thought was interesting because I would have, I think I would have liked that scene actually played out. But it was what, what it was did this like one start quick, with? I don't remember. This starts with them sitting on the couch, basically. Oh, got it. Okay, I, yeah. that makes sense. Like Vera Farmiga, like it's it was kind of weirdly set up because they're if you remember last week they're like creeping around the penthouse and Vera Farmiga is just like making hot cocoa or something. The case she's like, "What are you guys doing here?" Everyone's just there, and it's like, "Wait, how did you not know that they were?" It, yeah, this whole scene was very very clunky for me. I don't love any of the dynamics they're doing here because I think a lot of it's just not it's just not well written or well directed. But thankfully, it's. It's bolstered by the great acting talents of Vera Farmiga, Haley Steinfeld, and Jeremy Renner. And again, no disrespect to Tony Dalton. I just don't I just don't love him in this role for some reason. It just doesn't work for me. I love the back and forth about the trick arrows and 
like why not boomerang arrows and he's like boomerang arrows back. like they come back so like, yeah, stops him you just have to dodge <laughs> it's so damn good and i like when she calls him cb1 she's like yeah just trying it out like just so many fun little things like that I like that. yeah i like the ongoing joke with the branding issue where she's yeah like, see it's a branding issue he's like, he's Ar- i i loved when the dad was like you're archer Oh my god, I laughed so hard. As a, as a person that gets a, a lot of aphorisms wrong, that made me that that made me laugh. That was a good too. moment too. Yeah. Yeah. So, big question: What's the deal with the Rolex? Like now, like they're specifically calling it out as a Rolex. It doesn't Rolex. seem to be a Tony Stark, no. Iron Man so watch. It's so, someone who's still alive, right? Because he was like, it, it's going to reveal someone's like identity. identity. It's going to put them in danger. So. But it's an old Rolex uh, date or date just, I think. So I can't I can't remember anyone that wore that watch in any of the, the prior movies other than like maybe no, I don't even know. Because yeah. the setup it, in this episode and during the conversation about it, it kind of implies that it, it is related to Hawkeye's actual family because like mm-hmm. this like that watch would bring danger to his family. But I just I can't find a way for that to make but, sense. But it can't be because Linda Cardellini knows about the watch and she doesn't freak out about it. It's not like she's like, you got to get that watch. Otherwise, yeah. I'm dead. So I don't know if it's anyone specifically also, pointing to him, but maybe it's, I, I don't know, like maybe it's also from Matt's family. a known entity. You know what I mean? Like, it, people know who Hawkeye is, so right. they know that he has a family. Yeah, if they want to kill him, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's pretty well known, right? It's not, it's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Like, so it's got to be someone that we don't necessarily know about. And I don't well, know they do have a the, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. So, like, maybe, maybe they're yeah, I mean, what, yeah, but maybe the purpose of all that was night. to be off the grid, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe they just mm. want to retire and they don't want to listen to their neighbors, like you know. But then the you'd think that, like, oh, world. he was at the at the Times Square, you know, um, musical Captain America the musical with all who's all that with him? Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. you know, he got those tickets yeah. for free, right? They were like, "Yo, we'll give you and your family tickets to yeah, show up and like give us the endorsement." And then they and went he was to like, no. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's keeping his family secret. Is what I'm saying. No. Um, I, and I think that the way they're setting it up, it, may, it certainly sounds like they're protecting the identity a known, different person. Yeah, it's just weird. I, I, yeah, like storyline-wise, with this, I, they've introduced a lot of characters, and there's a lot going on. It kind of feels like we're getting to the end game of the series. That like, I don't know how many more characters they can introduce. I'm interested. Whatever it is, it's interesting though because there yeah. was that one moment where she's like, she goes into Echo's apartment, and first off. How do you not know those are like silent alarms for people who can't hear? Like I didn't know this is Echo's apartment. I was like, I didn't know. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I I didn't know. I I kind of put two and two together on that. But then she pulls out the pad of paper that's like (laughs) the the most obvious list for the audience ever. Giant big bold letters that say Clint Howard, then his wife, then his son, then this and that. Clint Howard. (laughs) Clint But like, but like, so obviously people know, right? Like, he's not trying to keep his family a secret because he went, he paraded them around New York for you know a, a few days. So those I, are I just, they're his bodyguards, Nick. They're really good at karate. <laughs> <laughs> they're all green belts. But if it is someone that we already know, are there any guesses? I'm at a loss. Yeah, I, I don't even, I have no clue as to what that part of the story is actually going for, and whether it's going to be a main part of the story. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, part of me is wondering, is all this break up, this sort of break in scene to get the watch just a reason to introduce Yelena? And is the watch really going to pop up at the end of episode six, the finale and be like, hey, by the way, that watch, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
is this the last we'll really hear of the watch except for a couple of mentions and the rest of the story continues and then at the end of it the watch becomes like the oh by the way it's blah 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 and they pop up and they're like what's up and they're like oh my god they're here you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i feel like they have to have a reveal for it because they made such a big deal of it in episode one i think it was right with the tracksuit mafia like make sure you get the watch like yeah I mean, so, they've con- mm. it's been the the what is it called the not red herring the MacGuffin 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 MacGuffin. It's like the motivating thing right now. Well, it's yeah. weird though because I thought the Mac- I thought the thing was the sword. I was like, oh, that's gonna be the thing that he really wants. But I'm like, okay, it is the watch apparently because we've seen it a few times now. So I'm curious to see as well. I don't know. Maybe it's I love evil. the idea that the 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 fiance just loves swords. It's that's why he stole the sword because he loves I mean, swords. It's dope. That seems it, it kind of if if that ends up being that the case i will not be disappointed because i get that i'd be like i love a cool it sword it's a one-of-a-kind sword i gotta take that sword but then it's like maybe you don't want to show the avenger that you took Rodin's sword like maybe you don't want him to know that you have that sword right yeah but i mean maybe he doesn't give a fuck who Rodin is like it's not about like that is more evidence that it's not crime shit at all it's just that's a cool sword it's true it is a cool sword a collapsible sword tim me? yeah near the the earlier I forgot what it was we were watching or because I wasn't on the first two episodes of this, but we talked about Hawkeye in a way that you were like, um, the, you know, the next cut, the, these episodes are going to be exciting. The show is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you all to watch them because and you're kind of alluding to a lot of things. And then I assumed it was something else. And maybe it's Elena. Elena. It wasn't I don't really. She's not in that run of the comics. Oh, shit. OK. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm assuming what you're hinting towards, I I don't even know if it's been mentioned on the other episodes um, for like spoiler purposes, but maybe it the watch it. belongs to that person. Uh, that, that is a good, good call. It definitely could be. And I, I alluded to that in the last episode because I don't want to spoil it for these guys because they don't know yet. Um, but it, I, I am shocked that that character didn't happen this episode, which to me almost guarantees it's going to be next episode. Iron Man's is, back, Kevin. Is, Iron Man's <laughs> back. It's his watch. <laughs> yes, it's um it. But yeah, it that, that is that's really really exciting, and I don't remember what show it was on, but I want to say this now because somebody said it to me and it blew my mind. The idea that um, the tower, the Stark Tower, mm-hmm. like we don't know who the new owners are, and everyone's assuming it's going to be the new Fantastic Four Baxter Building because that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. John Watts is the director of the Spider Man trilogy; he's going to direct Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four and Spider Man have a lot of connections in the comics, so like that would make sense. Uh, but Andy, it would also make sense for the building to be bought by the character where talking about mm. and they mentioned the tower in the hawkeye show so it's like they could be setting that up so we'll we have to see next week uh exactly yeah we saw old captain start. america okay. he's on the moon baby <laughs> let us know in the comments below whose watch you think it is what you think the watch can do all of the, the stuff about the watch whatever you think about the watch uh and also what you think about the show as a whole and nick scarpino from kind of funny what's up do you, do you think captain america did what rod cordry did in hot tub time machine where he just started making a lot of good bets and a lot of good investments no, and now he's a multi-billionaire he didn't do anything he let a bunch of horrible things happen you don't think that at one point though someone was like hey cap have you seen these new apple computers and cap's like well I might Apple take all computers. my pension and put it in my military pension and put it in Apple. Just computer. like that. God, and your Chris Evans like, is so good. <laughs> so are we still under the, the belief that he was existing in our timeline, not a different timeline? And then when his wife died, he hit the button and then reverted back to the original yeah. timeline? Just 
Just ask them sure. the basic questions. <laughs> yeah. The last know. thing I want to say before we, we cut out of here, I love the scene in the car with Kazi when he's like, can you give me back my gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then no. he throws it and he's like, yeah. oh. The rear view, that, that was probably my favorite shot of the whole episode is the rear view window or the, yeah, the, the, Bat, the reverse shot of him in the back of the window. I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting a different cut or something like that, but that was all great one continuous moment. Yeah. Uh, Until next time. That all these guns are being thrown around the city. Go pick them up. Right. Go pick them up, everyone. Bye. <laughs>